Hi, this is me, RJ Jain. Welcome to the year that wasn't. Well, the last year has been honestly a difficult year for most of us, and this pandemic has taught us so many life lessons. And um, we decided to catch up with some very interesting content creators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders in their own verticals in order to share with us their story of what the year that wasn't was like. Well, uh, the USP of this podcast is, you know, to feel the good vibes, to feel. the positivity and to see how we can see the silver lining around this cloud i'm very excited about having some very very interesting guests on the year that wasn't that wasn't hi this is me jane from 94.3 radio 1 and this is the varun maya to get your name right man yeah <laughs> i've been following you for a while thanks to a common friend of ours his name is tanmay Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I really, really love your work, and I've been following you for a whole bit. And you're part of this crazy thing we're doing, which is called the year that wasn't. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, the year that wasn't, but I think it was the year that was for you, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was surprising in a lot of ways for us. Um, but but yeah, I mean, th- th- we didn't feel a lack of anything. You you adapt, right? I mean, that's what humans do. Absolutely, and uh, the adapting when it comes to the digital world. Like I was just reading this little article about how you know uh, companies like Microsoft and Google, and you know a lot of them have actually explosively grown. So the digital world just seems to have like taken a huge leap of faith, and you're with that. You're riding that wave. So tell us about what has it been for people in the digital entrepreneurship space. Sure. So you know, I think. Uh, I started my first like serious company like five or six years ago, and when I did, I wanted to be very digital, right? I didn't want to have like too many humans around. I want to be like a small team, like eight, ten, fifteen people, and just run it like that. Right. But I feel like at that point I was too early in the sense a lot of things that I was saying that hey everyone's going to live on the internet most of the time sounded like complete baloney at that point. Right? People was just like no, right? This is the human world. We go out, we look at trees, we You know, take a walk. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's all great. But I think that eventually people are going to spend this second digital life online. And people didn't believe me at that point. But today things have changed, and I think obviously the the virus accelerated that. But I feel it's more like human brains have this incredible ability to adapt. We can adapt to any situation, right? I'll, I'll give you the difference between us and say a giraffe. When a giraffe gives birth. the baby giraffe wakes up and within a few hours it can start running but as a human baby the minute you know it kind of pops out it just it's it's basically for like the next 2 or 3 years it's like a an alarm it's just a very loud alarm 
right? And the reason for that is because humans are not hardwired, right? Animals, many animals are, many, many animals in the mam mammalian kingdom are, but humans are not hardwired. We're adaptable wired. Like you wouldn't, a, a rhino can't adapt to the tundra, but the human body can. Like we can adapt to any place. We have Eskimos, we have people here, we have people maybe, you know, uh, right next to the equator who are like sitting at like 45, 50 degrees the entire time. So essentially we're adaptable. But what people kind of forgot is that we're also adaptable when it comes to a digital environment, right? And it can kind of become one with how you perform like on a daily basis. Now people like a remote worker can just sit on his computer at like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. in the morning, start work, log off at 8 in the, in the evening. It's become normal. All social interaction happens on the screen. And again, we, we didn't have this when we were young. So it's not like, like a, a very integral part of our nervous system, but kids, like really young kids, and I'm talking about Gen Z and even lower, they've adapted. Like they sit on like apps like Discord like eight, 10 hours a day, right? So they know what's up. They're sitting on Fortnite. They, they, they use games, like we use games to play. They use games to socialize. So it's a different world. And uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I keep joking that eventually it's evolved into the world that I always believed would come out. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I met a six-year-old recently and very cute little boy. And uh, he's already teaching coding to uh, kids who are younger than him. He sets up his mom's Zoom calls or whatever it is that needs to be done at the house. Pretty much like the man of the house when it comes to technology. So you're right. I mean, we're seeing kids uh, literally like, you know, born with iPads or whatever it is when they're coming out of the womb. Yeah. So um, yeah, I guess that adaptation is happening. Uh, you're part of this wave, this new wave. Um, tell us, Varun, I was just watching a couple of your videos, like your introduction videos, as to how you were one of the youngest uh, Indian entrepreneurs to be funded by a venture capitalist. You've built this community of around 45,000 people and everyone is learning how to be uh, adaptable in the digital age. I was speaking to a content creator, uh, you know, in the fashion and lifestyle space yesterday who said, you know, today, if you don't have a gig and a side gig that's both digital, especially if you're a content creator and you don't understand the nuances of your business and how you create your niche it's really difficult so tell us you know um, this is an entirely new world and you have an entirely new set of prospects uh, forget you know our, at least my generation of engineer versus doctor versus something creative today we're coming to whatever it is that is you're in the pursuit of there's so much more that you can do there's so many more options uh, from a visual uh, visual um, effects and gaming perspective and generally from the digital world perspective uh, what are the opportunities that it presents sure so you're right I think the option pool is now everything that a human being can do because it's now all serviced uh, over the internet look um, a lot of people say that hey like what about fixing a telephone pole like somebody actually has to climb up and like fix it right what about that? Is that going to be disrupted by the digital world? Right. And the answer to those questions is also yes. Like there's tech now where you can just hold an Xbox controller. You on your screen, you see the camera view of a small robot and you can move the robot around, make it climb up the telephone pole and fix it without any potential injury to self. Right. So now everything is going to be digital. We're going to have like this body double for, for a lot of the manual workers you don't have body doubles in the real world and it's not a it's not science fiction it's not like 10 15 years away it's like four or five years away the tech's already there it's just commercializing it takes time takes time to get it to a price point that's that everyone can kind of enjoy or rather everyone has access to right but hey um i think i, I think i've spoken about this i think you know doing vfx doing i mean that that's more the entertainment domain right vfx games 
uh, building experience for the people. It can be as simple as, hey, here's the driving experience of a Jaguar or like a Mercedes. You can drive it in VR. You know what it feels like now. Now you can, and so you don't need to test drive it in real life. So if you want to order it, just press the button at the top right. So it could be as simple as that to, you know, whole scale games like GTA or multiplayer games like Counter-Strike, whatever. Those are more entertainment. So we're also seeing the same VR technology being used in say medicine, right? It's very easy. Instead of me pulling out like the hundredth cadaver or cadaver, right? To, for, for a student to operate on, I can instead just say, put on these VR goggles. Now here's this body in the virtual world. It's exactly the same as a, a real body. You can control like this virtual scalpel and you can like now manipulate this, how you see fit. And hey, you screwed up once, it's okay. Next, you screw, you screw up again, okay, we'll, we'll give you the next kind of body. So I feel like it disrupts all industries and everything is pretty much going to be virtual. There's only one downside to this though. There is a downside? The, yeah, there's a very big downside. <laughs> okay, the downside is now, like in the past, like say 1800s, right? And I think 18, 1820s when the industrial revolution like really started. Say you're a kid on a farm, right? Because agriculture was really popular back then. Right. You turn back to your mom, you turn back to your mom and say, hey mom, I want to go to a factory. Mm-hmm. Like there's a new factory down the road. We've been farming for generations. Can I go? And mom's like, no. We understand agriculture really well. We've been doing it for five, 10 generations. Why do you want to ruin this and go and, you know, work in a factory where there are N number of unknowns? Right. The thing there is, you were, who, who are you competing with for that factory job, right? You're competing with, say, Rahul down the road or Ramesh, you know, on the other side of the street. But today, if you want to be a YouTuber, how many people are you competing with? The You're world. essentially competing with the entire world, right? So right. the jungle is very large. And the way the power law here states that one guy can now have like a million people following him or two million people following him. Whereas there are a million people with just one person following them, right? So uh, unless you get to the top, you don't really make, if, obviously if you get to the top, you make a lot of money, but if you don't get to the top, you don't make any money. So it's either like all or nothing sort of uh, scenario. I think that's what venture capital does as well, right? It, it, even with entrepreneurs now, even though you can build a small sustainable business, a lot of people are like, I want to play the all or nothing game. Because eventually the small businesses are going to be disrupted by the larger ones, right? Because they're going to be eaten up. Everywhere. Yeah, or bought eaten over. Up, essentially. Right. Right. So, so I feel like uh, it's a very competitive world now. You're competing against everyone. The pandemic actually taught us that uh, a lot of content can be made from your bedroom, uh, wherever the hell you're sitting, right? Now, that's something that we've seen and we've seen this in literally every sector. You look at beauty, you look at gaming, you look at, uh, you know, random uh, stuff that you can vlog about. Uh, You look at VFX gaming. I'm sure in every vertical, there are different people who've come in and you've said it's competitive uh, and we've seen it, right? Um, what does one do when one does not have the number advantage in the digital game, right? I mean, yes, it's an obstacle. Yes, it's a problem. It's an all or nothing sort of a situation. Uh, but I also feel because of this excessive competition, there could be a lot of mental health issues. I see that with a lot of young people who are like, you know, I have a million followers. Or I have 100K. What, bro, you just have like, you know, like 10 followers or 100 followers. And this causes a lot of mental stress. And uh, do you think this is a real problem 
this is going to be a real problem for non-digital creators who still want to live a life that's unplugged. Is that is that that is that something that's going to go away? Like for example, you're talking about that farm and agriculture. What happens to say a wine connoisseur whose job is just to be there and you know you know do that job? Are these jobs going to be forgotten, or are they going to be twisted and reformatted and everybody has to join the digital game whether they like it or not? Yeah, I think everybody has to join the digital game because. Look, when you sell something, right? Essentially, you need to do two things. A, obviously, you need to make money. You need to collect a check. But the but the step before that is you actually have to gain somebody's attention enough for them to at least listen to you. Right. So what started happening is this is attention collapse, right? And you've seen it with platforms like YouTube when it first came out, one hour long videos. Then you had Instagram with this like one minute long videos. And now, now it's thirty seconds. TikTok <laughs> and reels, yeah, like with thirty seconds. And yeah. Then, next you'll have like 5 seconds and then 1 1 and a half seconds so people are consuming a lot of information but they're not really spending any time on this information right right and i feel like um, if you're a say a, a store where you want to sell maybe some handcrafted wooden stuff it's not that you're in the past you were only competing with the five other wood, wooden stores right people selling some handcrafts but uh, now you're actually competing with the other guy who's also selling organic food and the other guy you know on the next website who's selling you know back, back backpacks right so it's like this cross, cross competitive uh, grab for attention that's that's uh, starting to ruin like you know smaller businesses and to answer your first question of what about like people and their mental health right like because not everyone can get to a million followers not everyone can get to 100k it's, it's I mean, almost impossible as you know i think the the better solution to this or or rather the the issue with this is that look the human brain we, we stack rank ourselves right when we get into a room you're always doing this you're always like at least you know that's how it used to happen in the old world is like okay what rank am i your brain doesn't give you an accurate rank it isn't isn't say you're number 4 but it like has a vague idea right either you're top dog in the room or hey you're, you're in a room where you don't know nothing and probably you're alien there um uh, but in the social world what happens is you're always going to be like at the bottom of the stack right because your feed is such that you only see people who have like a million followers or 100k followers because that's right. how the algorithm works right so imagine this right all your life you're only thrown into rooms where you have no capability to express yourself like everybody else is on top of you and you're just like struggling so that's i think the primary driver of of why we have mental health issues disconnecting and living a life offline i think is still very valuable as long as you have some way to gain attention even while you're doing that and there are ways to do that There are complex ways to do that, but it's, it's possible. I saw one way that you did it. You went off the internet for a while, and then you came back with this video, and I thought it was a very cool video. <laughs> You're fighting yourself, and you know, it, uh, I also read the comments, and a lot of people were like. just pretty amazing cuz you're not talking about a movie that you're getting to watch it's not like you know the latest vfx that you see in a hollywood movie but you're actually seeing this in real life and uh, you're competing with yourself and uh, it was just so fun but uh you think this virtual and real world um coming together is going to happen like super soon and because of this pandemic i know a lot of my friends for example have done a lot of virtual travel like and you know uh, countries that you could possibly never visit suddenly you can form a group with people and you can go check it out uh, you did that video where you are up against yourself and you know a digital 
a sort of an avatar this whole cross pollination of real and virtual is this going to be the future soon because a podcast that i watched of joe rogan and um elon musk talks about the smart link which is uh just so interesting that you know he says you have a phone in your hand which is already extended artificial intelligence and now you're going to put it in your brain uh so everybody is going to be as smart uh, so what is this future going to look like like from this pandemic in one year everybody's on zoom calls and virtual tech already uh so in the next decade it's going to be just crazy leaps of faith in this uh, entire world what's it going to look like well i have a good hypothesis on on what it's going to actually be like this is this is a movie called ready player one yes i i'm not sure if you watched it right it's it's this movie about how sometime in the future of the world we're all going to just wear those headsets yeah. we're going to be in a different multiplayer world there's already a game like that it's called in the real world right now it's called vr chat right you just jump in you can be anybody you want to you want to be iron man cool you can be iron man like you can look at your body and you're actually iron man right you want to be you know somebody uh, from the dragon ball series you could be that you want to be nelson mandela you can be that if i want to be kim right. kardashian so i can be that <laughs> anything, anything right. you anybody want anybody at all right? yeah so there's absolutely no limit to what you can be and i think the internet allows us to have that pseudonymous identity right which is beyond you i, I think that when i look at movies right or the concept of movies for me it's like it's like a mild version of escapism right. why do we go watch comedy right or why why do we go watch somebody else's story right because we sit there there are mirror neurons in our brain which kind of empathize what what another person doing on screen but like wow after a while like maybe an hour in the movie like especially with a gripping tale you are that character you're looking through the shoes that's why we watch on a big screen you're you're uh, living in the shoes of that character and you live that character's story now you can be in the center of things you put the headset on you are that character now you make the choices so i feel like games were like this mid stop between movies and vr uh games are a kind of different way to tell stories but vr is going to be the ultimate way to tell stories you write the stories um and i feel like um, you know the text already here like people don't understand that the text already here and i'm talking about even in india right we've got uh, the oculus quest 2 which came out in india and obviously there's not too much hype around it but in the us there are ads running about it right so it's it, when i first bought vr i think i paid like a bomb for it now it's like 1/4 to 1/5 of the price in india and and i know a lot of people who spend like half an hour a day one hour a day inside it already so so i don't see that to be a, a very far i mean i i can see where it where it leads i mean uh, mobile phones came to india in the 90s and look at us now so i mean if vr came now i think in the matter of the next 4 5 years everybody is going to be in it and doing it right for sure for sure i think uh, i mean, i already do like once in a while like after <laughs> on i'll just like there's this game now this is this game where you and like four other people who are also in vr are like passing a disc among yourself it's like air football in like zero gravity wow. so stuff like that and and i saw like you know this earlier we we used to think about gamers as like somebody who sits on a computer maybe you know they they have a bag of cheetos next to them maybe a you know a can of mountain dew next to them but now the gamers of the future going to be very fit because they're all actually moving their hands and legs in in virtual reality so so it's really cool to see and uh, and yeah I, i don't think we're going to know the difference or rather we might have two identities one the real world you version of you 
and then an online version of you i watched an uh, episode on black mirror where uh, you know these two guys in real life are friends i don't know if you watched that episode but in their virtual avatars they are two other avatars who fall in love and it's so crazy because in real life they have real partners <laughs> we're going to have yeah. new um I think first world problems because of uh this whole digital identity split where you're not just one person on the internet but maybe multiple people and that's something that's great. The year that was in 2020 uh according to you what was the biggest story from that year last year that you think set the ball rolling for you in a completely different direction. Look we we one thing we really learned at least me personally was that humans are very community driven. Right. we're very tribe driven right and uh, contrary to belief we can have multiple tribes we can be part of like four five different tribes right so in the online world i think reddit was one of the first true examples of what a tribe was right you could you could join a tribe a reddit but it was a very low effort kind of tribe right if you make it real time and you make it high effort like high investment high involvement what ends up happening is you now feel like you belong and that's actually a very 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 good antidote to mental illness right so that was a big learning for me that if you just join a few tribes spend some time investing or spend some of your time on that tribe like make a you know effort based investment you will eventually reap rewards as in now you have an ecosystem to rely on and that like takes away a lot of the loneliness that, that some people feel even though it's digital it still works Absolutely I mean instead of looking at it as a problem of like um follow account and stuff like that why not be part of a community that anyway drives the numbers for you so you're part of a larger initiative so even if you don't have that 1 million followers you're still part of an effort and initiative that makes you feel um way you know bigger than yourself that's an interesting answer to my question from then mental health on on the digital platforms is possible to kind of upgrade This is something that you know um I saw like pretty much all over your feed with comments the community that you're building right now has a lot of people who are writing to each other about how to get better jobs uh how to not worry about your GPA you yourself I saw this post where you know your GPA was not as good in college and your teacher said you won't even get an entry level job but then you went back to the same college and hired thrice and was all about uh, skill greater than your GPA so tell us about this community that you're building that is uh, and this is something I'm seeing across uh young people you know like it it does not matter your grades don't matter what matters is you know you putting yourself out there uh networking with the right sort of people and working in the right sort of atmosphere which is positive and uh you know d- the digital world provides that platform for you wherever you're sitting so tell us about this this very interesting thing that has happened from 2020 that uh you know paves the way forward for a great set of jobs that are going to be in the market considering you know uh, the gdp is not at, the, at its best at this point in time but it's going to only be upwards and onwards from here sure what i might say might be a little bit controversial i i said this on twitter as well uh, and i got like an equal ratio of like positive <laughs> comments and like negative comments on twitter for you i'm not sure essentially i i believe like tier 2 and tier tier three colleges in india and not all of them but most of them this is like real estate companies like creatively charging rent right via fees so i feel like <laughs> i feel in a way um, there's no value you gain there like you're going that that content's available online it's available everywhere sure they do a good job of curation maybe but that's the board's job like the central board's job it's not the college's job so you're going there and you're getting you make like some friends and obviously if you go to good college i think the better colleges what they have over the low like the 
lower down colleges, the fact that they have great alumni networks. You meet good people. Again, the idea of community, right? So uh, I feel like if you can figure out a way around the content or at least find some online digital way where you can do the curation, you can get everything done at like a, and obviously find a place for community as well. You can get, you can go through college paying very, very little amounts of money, right? And you can make friends, you can get all the rewards and you can essentially have this alternative to college. And I, like my hypothesis at that point was that the alternative to college, whichever digital alternative to college or university that pops up is probably not going to look like an educational platform. It's probably either going to look like a game or it's going to look like community software, right? Because, Hey, if you want to be great at Photoshop, just join a community of like people who do Photoshop, right? Right. Just, just be in, inside of that. So we made that hypothesis and in that hypothesis, the GPA concept doesn't make any sense because yeah. you're essentially being graded by like real estate agents. That's how I see it. Right. right? So, so, so it's of no value and it doesn't like connect and especially the MBAs, right? Like if I, if I like take a thought experiment, right? I, I want you to like compete with professional swimmers, right? This is like the Olympics. You're going to swim. It's a year later and you start preparing now. And I never let you touch a pool. <laughs> you're not allowed to touch a pool. You're not allowed to touch a river ocean, no water body. Instead, I give you like a pile of books. I do group discussions on like swimming How to swim, and what right. stroke, what to stroke right? Yeah. yeah. So what, and, and you never get to touch a pool. What do you think realistically happens a year later when you like enter the pool? Chances are, especially if you've never like been in a pool before, you are going to drown. You're going to use all the theory in the world, but you are going to drown. Right. Right. So it's the same with kind of MBAs and business, right? Like you're learning how to do group discussions, work with fake money, you know, hypothesize, but you, you're you not learning how to actually run a business because it's a completely different ballgame. Infinite number of variables, things move over time, right. things change. Right. Um, so so <laughs> I feel like uh, the concept of, I, I feel like Twitter, for example, is a way better MBA than and the MBAs itself. <laughs> right? So, so, so uh, that was my hypothesis. I found a bunch of people that also believed in that hypothesis that were frustrated with college. We built this community together and now the community picks it, itself up. So technically, like in the past, you've seen creators and creators audiences here in our sort of the Avalon army, as we call it. Sure. I was created in the past, but I barely put out any content now. It's the community that carries each other forward. So it's no longer the followers and like, you know, following in the status games. It's just like people helping each other out, which is really cool to see. I think that was. We didn't expect it to take this form when we started, but I think the community has been the greatest thing uh, that we've built. And, and they all helped each other. I think the online and offline communities and they're coming together. I'm seeing this locally in different cities across the, uh, you know, across the country and the world. If you have a community, uh, you know, and I work with one, I podcast with one. And I understand that, you know, uh, it's great to have a community, whatever a specific niche you're talking about. Uh, you know, you can grow. Uh, I'm going to tell you that Einstein said this and it's it's very relatable to what you said. He said, everyone's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. So <laughs> you just got to be in your pool and you got to understand what it is that you want to do and grow as a community. That's fantastic. Uh, you want to shout out to everybody about the sort of experiences and workshops that people can join uh, your community for and understand and grow in the digital space? Sure. I think, um, look, we, we've kind of grown out of just being about, you know, design or, you know, code or sales or marketing or whatever. We started growing and we've said, hey, why are we relegating, say, a community that wants to talk about anime 
Why are we relegating a community that wants to talk about music or mechanical engineering? Let's bring them all together. So we built an app for it. It's called Avalon Voices. Right. Um, essentially, it allows you to join any. It's free, by the way, completely free. It allows you to join any community that you see value in. You can jump on conversations with them whenever. You can chat with them whenever. It's like you know, I I have this WhatsApp group with my with the people in my building, right? Whenever there's like a like water a power cut or whatever, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> pipe that's leaking. I'm like, hey guys, how do we fix this? Right. Uh, so it's like an extended version of that where you get, for example. You like Photoshop, or you like sales, or you like marketing. You could join those communities, headed by different people, mm-hmm. each with their own different culture and and rituals. Not just culture, but also rituals. You can jump in, and you can be a part of that community. So you don't feel alone and left out. And also, you find the things that you love, and you kind of get involved slowly. That's fantastic. Your book, Pajama Profit. Uh, you want to tell everybody as to why it's a great book to read, and where is it available? It's available, uh, I think, in every bookstore. Flipkart, store, uh, uh, also Flipkart, and, Amazon, and, yeah, yeah, Flipkart, online as well. Flipkart, Amazon, yeah. It became an Amazon business bestseller. And to be honest, I have no idea why it became a bestseller. I wrote it based on my own experience, me and my uh, co-author, based on our experiences in college about how instead of people like jumping straight to being an entrepreneur, what if an entrepreneurship is really risky, right? It's not something that I recommend for everybody. There's a job. There's entrepreneurship. People only see two islands. There's an island in between, and it's called freelancing. Right. right. You get to work on your own schedule. You get to work on your own time. But it's a lot less risky than entrepreneurship. It's the gateway, right? It's like this nice little gateway, so that you don't have to take all the risk. You don't have to absorb all the risk as an entrepreneur. But you can still, you know, make baby steps. So the right. book is about freelancing and how it is a career option for people who are like 18, 19 who want to give it a spin. Uh, Instead of like directly jumping into entrepreneurship and realizing, hey, this is really difficult. So That's instead of burning all your fingers and burning your bridges with the uh, the job world, it's like baby steps. That's interesting. Do you have yeah. these options now with Avalon, like with your workshops and everything you do as well? Can people freelance with you guys? Yeah, I mean, a we hire freelancers. B we have a lot of companies that we work with who hire people that we produce. Uh, In fact, the companies that hire people from our community, they don't even ask us. We don't like even charge them. It's like an open community for now. We'll figure out what's. I mean, I, I believe that if you're giving people a lot of value, eventually you'll figure out what's the best way to monetize, monetize that value. Monetize it, right? But right now, it's it's like open. I want to see what is the extent, like what is the unbounded extent of how much value this community can create, and all the other communities that we're now bringing onto the app, how much value can we create? And let's see. Let that. What know, are the broadest? brackets of the communities that you've created like what are the spaces sure so we've got everything from like we've got like a mechanical engineers club we've got like uh, sales communities marketing communities finance code and even in code there like four or five different segments right there's this camp which really loves python there's this camp that really loves javascript and then we've got like um, you know vfx and game development so we've got all sorts of communities if there's something you believe in there's probably a community for that If there's something you're passionate about, there's probably a community for that. If there's not, if if you don't find a community for that, start it one. It goes up, it goes <laughs> up, and start yeah. one. So that's that's how we think. Super interesting, man. It's been an absolute fun conversation. Uh, your final shout out to anybody who's watching this anywhere, any age. I know we're talking about the young people a lot because they form seventy percent of the population. But I think uh, since you said freelance and communities, uh, I. think you can shout out to people of any age and any skill set as to how they can be part of this future digital world that we're all inevitably going to be a part of 
Sure. So I think uh, this is more like personal advice. It's like me like putting it out there for anybody who's probably used to be my age when I was younger. <laughs> um, look, you. There's this idea that there are some careers that are great and some careers that are terrible. Right? For example, almost everyone in India will unanimously agree being a software developer, developer is better than being a dancer. But I don't believe that's true. The thing is, if you're really passionate about dance, you'll figure out a way in this era to monetize. And if you're the top 5% or 1% uh, of, of dancers in the world, you'll probably do much better than the average coder. So like the top percentage of any kind of segment does better than the average of other segments. Right. Right. So just pick something you love and be obsessed with it. Right. It should not feel like work to you. If it feels like, hey, you know, I'm waking up again at 8 a.m. in the morning and going out and doing this. And I'm going to like at 9 p.m. in the night, you're just like dreading it. And on the weekends, it's just like, I'm, thank God the week's over. I don't think you're, you're going to be in the top one to five percent. You need sure. to be obsessed. Like if you've seen like Mr. Beast, for example, on YouTube, he's yeah. just obsessed with the platform, <laughs> right? Yes. So you need to have that level of obsession towards whatever you love. And if you don't have that level of obsession, either develop it or get out and do something that you might find more interesting. It's like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like when he's obsessed with this new character called Black Adam. He goes into something called supersets and he does like uh, four of the supersets without a break. I've just started working out and I'm a huge fan of The Rock. So, I mean, uh, whether it's YouTubers or actors or you see that top 5% anywhere, that obsession is what matters. And if you keep yourself obsessed and find a community of similarly obsessed people, that is the way forward in this world. Yeah. You'll win. The best way to become a bodybuilder is not to join a gym. You <laughs> probably quit. The best way to become a bodybuilder is to become friends with other bodybuilders and eventually we'll just like add nauseam into your head and then you'll be like, yeah, I've heard this too many times. I need to, I need to start. Right now. So that's the right way to do it. 2020, it all started with that. Uh, this is going to be a final shout out. If there's one thing 2020 taught you, what would it be? If there's one thing 2020 taught me, it is that human beings are social creatures. <laughs> In the digital world. <laughs> no, no, no matter where you put them you put them in an igloo they still need like society yeah so uh, people say right like stay away from society you're like don't listen to society but we are society like, you just need to find your own society like there's many societies that make up a larger society so find the one that that's that you like rather than being stuck in one that you dislike Okay, that is fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, if you want to follow me on my Instagram, Facebook and my socials, Jane, J-A-N-E underscore J-E-Y-A-K-U-M-A-R. But also do remember, give us feedback by writing into us and reaching out to us on HD Smartcast. That's exactly where you get across to us. We're present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. That's HD Smartcast. To listen to more podcasts, log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.